Jones, 30, 35, 40, he's in midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 20th episode of the podcast on January 10th, 2013. The Big 2-0. It's an interesting time in the sports world. We have the college football season over. Uh, We have the return of a sport. And the playoffs that are one and done continue. Mm-hmm. All stories we will talk about today on the Red Zone. How are you doing, Joel? Doing good. Um, you know, there's a basketball team was out in Austin the other night, and they stole a victory in overtime over Texas. So they got a, their first Big 12 uh, basketball win. It's pretty exciting. Oh, awesome. Congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. And I think it just goes to show how under-the-radar college basketball regular yep. season is. I mean, get to tournament time, we'll be talking that up like crazy, but, you know, regular, I, I could just say the same thing about, oh, yeah, Michigan won a close game against Nebraska at home, and that was tougher than expected, but they're still mm-hmm. 16-0, and 0, and that's tied for yeah. the best start in school history. So they're, they're pulling together. Well, we do have the Red Zone today where we talk about the three biggest stories in the week of sports, and then we'll get to the booth preview, just a little thing at the end of the show since our our main predictions are over. We'll try to have Major Moses on the next show because he's right now at home. He'll be getting back in the flow of things at school, so we're hoping next episode is when we get to have him on and talk about his victories in both college football and professional football predictions. Repping that Kent State. There you go, those... (laughs) Penn State Golden Flashes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on the 20-yard line, we start in the red zone. The NFL Wild Card Weekend uh, recap in the playoffs. <laughs> it was an eventful weekend oh, of sorts. Um, mixed with injuries and, you know, tearful performances mm-hmm. and uh, some games that were not as close as we'd expected. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we first started off with uh, Cincinnati at Houston. Uh, you know, history had predicted that teams that had played each other in back-to-back years in the playoffs, specifically the same rounds, uh, the team that won the first game had won the following game. That was like a 3-0 and kind of pattern. Mm-hmm. So history dictated that Houston would win. Houston did win. Actually, they won 19-13. Actually, a relatively close game until Arian Foster breaks it open with a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, they trade a lot of field goals. This game almost went in Cincinnati's favor, though, despite Houston's defense really stood up to the charge. Uh, Leon Hall got a you know pick six for the Bengals, put them up seven to six at one point, and they had you know only like twenty yards on offense up to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston did take care of business at home, though, and that was you know good for them. Um, right now, you know they're they're going to face New England in the next round, and that's a tall task. I mean. So far, their playoff run so far is a mirror of last year. I mean, yeah. beat Cincinnati in the first round, faced New England in the second round, and they lost them last year. And now it's up to that team, that defense. Hard to imagine Matt Schaub's first uh, playoff appearance for Houston. Yeah, it is because of uh, the injury last year. And they brought in and TJ Yates out of North Carolina. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, you get to... It's always one thing to, you know, see a quarter quarterback in their first kind of playoff. Uh, what was it? Two? Was it one of the three moved on this past weekend? There was a new starter. Yeah, yeah that's right. I mean, granted, um, two of them were playing yeah, each other. Yeah, but yeah. But, but, yeah besides Matt Schott himself. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, kind of... Uh, Kind kind well, of, it's not always necessarily to... true. You had Joe Webb for oh, Minnesota, <laughs> right? Um, I guess we can throw that in there, you know, um, because you know Matt Schaub himself isn't a new guy. He's been around for a while, right. but uh, playoffs are different, and um, you know, I guess if you want to say we you know could move on to, do you want to stick in that side of the playoffs or? We could compare that and say, you know, Minnesota, um, definitely not the same as the last time they played the Packers, which was just the week before. Well, that's for sure. And it's not, you know, to say that Christian Ponder is an amazing quarterback, but he's Mm -hmm. gotten all the reps. And granted, you know, Joe Webb was getting killed on Twitter, uh, but understandably so. Like, he had not, you know, been planning to do any of the reps during practice, much less the entire season. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know you can only do so much uh, with Adrian Peterson. I know like that people are thinking he might be uh, the NFL MVP, even though I think Peyton Manning deserves it. I think he's going to take that team to higher places. Mm-hmm. Grant, I mean, a comeback player of the year, absolutely. But um, you know, the Packers, their defense, you know, they came together, got some important players back, uh, loaded up the box, and you know, didn't have to worry about Minnesota passing the ball when you have a quarterback that's out of practice and generally is more known for being more of a mobile threat yeah um and i you know you you thought the week before oh you know just just put everybody up at the line of scrimmage stop adrian peterson well you know it's harder than it looks he's just the beast mm-hmm. but it, it really came down to probably you know a lot of the things that we were talking about you know just too much offense from green bay i mean they just were scoring like it was nothing at one point in the game. And and it, it, I think that's the thing. You know, that's what's got to carry them because that defense is clearly not, you know, as good. It, you know, they had a pretty good game, but not, you know, all around, not as good as it has been, you know, especially the Super Bowl year right. that they had. Um, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers' team, and they, they kind of go how he goes. But it was it was important to get you know Clay Matthews and Charles Woodson uh, oh, yeah, on that side of, of the ball absolutely. So Green Bay plays at San Francisco next, and that'll be I think the most interesting matchup of the week. I'd say I mean if you what was it first game of the season? Yeah, yeah. you go all the way back to then. Um, that is the what the only game they lost at home, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I think it'll be just as good as advertised. I. I I see, you know, now, you know, I think San Francisco has the personnel defensively to slow down Green Bay. Right. But I don't, I don't think they'll stop them completely. So it'll, you know, kind of be on Colin Kaepernick and that offense. To, well, yeah, it's all going to be a matter of who shows up on, you know, both teams and both sides of the ball. Uh, but yeah, Green Bay takes care of Minnesota easily 24-10. Uh, Indianapolis at Baltimore, you know, big deal with, Ray Lewis, you know, last home game uh, because yeah. Baltimore is not going to be getting any other home games. So 
does you know the dance. The, that crowd was pumped up. Uh, really oh, yeah. gave Baltimore the motivation. Uh, and Indianapolis just made too many mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. They had their chances to make it a closer game, uh, but it ended up you know Baltimore winning twenty four to nine. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it wasn't one of those games we were watching to see you know what the young quarterback does in his first playoff start, and it, mm-hmm. he's rattled. He really was, and um, it, it's different. It's like you they, we talk about it all the time and say, oh, you know, first start in the playoffs. And people were like, ah, big deal. It's just another game. But it's it's kind of, especially when you know you're going to the opponents. Well, know. I mean, here's here's the thing. You know, we were talking about Baltimore during the season had you know lost those pieces on the defense due to injury. Mm-hmm. We thought that would yeah. you know dismantle them. They pretty much had everything back together. Yeah, they did. And you know, it, they really played like it. Had twenty four nine significant results. Um, you know, some of those you know Andrew Luck passes weren't his fault. You know, the, the tip ball. Uh, for the interception at the end, that was the killer. And sometimes when you have like those tip balls, they're not entirely the quarterback's fault. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's what that defense does when oh, it's clicking. They're... It creates turnovers, and it and it, it's more it's more the defense themselves being able to get to the ball when it's absolutely. tipped. Yeah, so, very aggressive, very motivated for yeah. sure. Now these, uh, let's see. Uh, Baltimore ends up playing. Who's that other team? I know it's Denver. Denver. Yeah, Denver. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just trying to like piece them ahead. That's right. It's Houston and New England, and then Denver and Baltimore. Yes. That's uh, now, I mean, you got to think like that matchup is going to be: Will Baltimore's defense stand up on the road in Denver, and how much will that you know carry them? You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, over the years we've seen Peyton Manning match up against the Ravens multiple times, and it just seems like. Most of the time, I mean, they've—I think they've stolen one or two, but most of the time, I—I I distinctly remember one year where they were going down the field and they—they—they they, they could, I mean, they essentially were running out the clock for the end of the game, and he was just getting first down after first down, mm-hmm. throwing it right to the sticks, and he gets down to the goal line, he could have scored again, but he needs the ball, yep, and. I'm, and you just see Ray Lewis go up to him and shake his hand, and it's like they they both have a lot of respect for each other. Oh yeah, um, because you know those two guys are like generals on the field. They they pretty much control their side of the ball, and I th- I think you'll see the same kind of thing. Um, it's just gonna like be a chess match, you know. Really really fun to watch him try and draw them off sides. I think that's one of the more fun things that he does because he switches up his cadence all the time um, i'm just gonna be disappointed i'm gonna have to miss the second half of that game i've got yeah. the what are you playing podcast on saturday and when i scheduled like i think like do i want to see denver baltimore or do i want to see uh san francisco green bay like you gotta be like score updates on your phone there you go like i'm gonna have to i, I want to see the the niners packers game more oh so. no that's yeah i mean that that's the thing good good tv to watch um you know there's even, you know, uh, what is it? Um, it would have been, I think that that would have been a good game if it was Indianapolis. It's, uh, um, I don't know, the oh, playoffs, yeah. it seems like this year there are a lot of really good individual matchups. What we were talking about, you games. know, last couple of weeks, like mm-hmm. the sexy matchups, yeah. the sexy stories. Like, it's, you know, I mean, there's not really any teams there. You're just like, oh, 
Like, yeah. I don't want to even watch this. I mean, with the skins and Vikings getting in, like, that, you know, set the table pretty nicely. Yeah. Speaking of the Redskins, you know, Seattle went to Washington, and uh, Washington was, you know, having Robert Griffin the third. Uh, played pretty well the first quarter, got up to a 14 nothing lead, mm-hmm. and then he re-aggravates the knee injury in the second quarter. Yeah. He's hobbling along there, and Mike Shanahan keeps him in the game uh, because he thinks, like, that's the best way to win. Well, wouldn't you know it? Uh, near the end of the game, Margie 3 really injures that knee again. You know, bad snap, and he's trying to bend down, and just the knee buckles and looks mm-hmm. nasty. Not as nasty as when he had it flail on him uh, with you know the Holodinata tackle at the Ravens game a few weeks yeah. ago, uh, but did not look good. Um, partial tear in his ACL and LCL, or maybe MCL, yeah, I believe. You're I right. Just, yeah, I think it's LCL, you're right. Um, but he's already had the surgery, you know, puts him in jeopardy of mi- possibly missing the opening season. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle wins 24-14, and, you know, these are moments where you had, you had Marshawn Lynch fumble on the one-yard line. That could have, mm-hmm. you know, really broken it open. Uh, Seattle, just a very, very strong team right now. They're hot at the right time, and... You know, granted, they, they're not playing at home anymore, which is, you know, what everyone was worried about, but it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah. Although, granted, I think if, if you have RG3 play that whole game, uh, the Redskins have a very good chance of winning. Because 14-0 oh, just, you yeah. know, that took He's, a lot of the momentum out of the sales. And then... They were just a completely different offense with him in that game. Um, it's He's, I mean, he's a really it's surprising leader, considering that it's his first year. Like, he kind of commands attention yeah um i don't know i mean i guess you know you know you know winning the heisman gives you a certain attitude about things but he's uh very humble for all the attention that he gets certainly and yeah. uh it's and you know like again here kind of creates some off season off the field you could say um i heard a lot of people comparing this to the uh uh, what's it, what's his name? Plays baseball, Strasburg. Oh yeah, Steven uh, Strasburg. Yeah. Yes, you know about like playing him at the end of the season if he you know could potentially injure himself and then it affect his future, that kind of thing. I mean, you know, they're trying to win the game. They're still That's trying right, to win yeah. the game. I mean, I'm sure that he didn't want to leave the game. Well, the thing, the I I can understand the comparison. Um, except Strasburg, uh, yeah, only got okay, injured but... the last year. Like he he was. Injury free the entire year before mm-hmm. they you know sat him down. They just want to preserve him just to be safe. RG three like had you know a knee sprain only a few weeks before, and they still try to play him during the Dallas game because they want to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weird stuff going on with you know James Andrews, you know the injury specialist, who I guess is you know Redskins one of the team doctors there, mm-hmm. and you know disputes with you know Mike Shanahan and he said he said he said and all that stuff um yeah, really interesting stuff going on there and it just made for a lot of drama and I think it really takes away from the fact that you know Seattle had a pretty convincing win they go to Atlanta yeah. next week I mean you, you you've also get just one more thing on this you, you've got a thing about Mike Shanahan like you know before this season and how they kind of turned things around and got in the playoffs or anything Kind of on the hot seat, mm-hmm. um, you know. I mean, so you you, you got to think that while hopefully that doesn't run through his head when he's thinking about these decisions, he's trying to win now. 
Right. Um, and I he, mean, was, he was kind like, of in a damn if you do, damn if yeah. you don't sort of situation. So, I mean, I mean, you know, it's like, what would you do in that situation kind of thing? And uh, that's the reason that we're not coaches. <laughs> don't I, make I guess. Decisions. I mean, if you leave RG3 in, you run the risk of injury and mm-hmm. look, it happened. Um, but if you take him out for Kirk Cousins... People are going to uh, complain either oh, way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, people were saying, like, well, why did, you know, RG3, like, you know, talk so much and, you know, say, like, he was fine, <laughs> you know, put me in coach, I'm ready to play today, I can be center field, no way, that's not football. <laughs> um, but, you know, you look back on the Jay Cutler issue a couple years ago when, like, he really was injured, but, you know, he took himself out of the game and... Oh, people vilified Jay Cutler oh for that. <laughs> so you don't want to go through that. Um, now, it was the most interesting drama, for sure, out of the weekend. Yeah. But anyway, let's make the play here. Uh, we have you know the four matchups going into the d- divisional round. For the AFC, you have uh, Denver hosting Baltimore, mm-hmm. and then New England hosting Houston. Uh, whereas in the NFC, you have the Falcons hosting the Seahawks, and then the 49ers hosting the Packers. So the question we are asking ourselves here is we have a little predictive element to the show. Which team is most likely to win in the next round? And which team is most likely to lose mm-hmm. out of those four matchups? I mean, you, you've, you've almost got to look at it and say, you know, I don't know. I, at least when I look at the Green Bay San Francisco matchup and I look at the Seattle Atlanta matchup, I feel like those are much more evenly matched teams. At least at this point, right. playing each other. So I feel like it go either way almost with those. But I feel like in the the Dem, you know the Denver Baltimore matchup and the Houston New England matchup, those those matches. At least I I, I just feel like if I put them down, simulate the games right now, I don't feel like those games are going to be nearly as close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Baltimore does have all their pieces back, but I still think Denver should be favored by maybe double digits in that game. Denver still hasn't lost. Yeah, exactly. Since October, so... And, and, and so, like, really, um, just because I like Denver's defense, I think they're an all-around better team than New England. I know that they're not playing each other yet, but... Um, I think I I would pick Denver as the most like that's who I would pick to move on. I I say that they would win. Mm-hmm. They have the highest percentage chance to win out of all these teams, and and so in turn I think Baltimore <laughs> would be the team that would easily lose just by process of elimination through well, that. I guess I, I guess mean you it, can't I could almost that say way, right? like the same way with the other matchup with you know New, New England and Houston. But for some reason, I just don't think it's good. I, I don't think they're New England is just going to blow them out like they did the last time they played. But I mean, then again, they probably will. So, mm-hmm. and Belichick's had a couple weeks to prepare. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's mm-hmm. always dangerous. Uh, I actually totally agree with you. I think Denver does have the best chance to win. I just I see Peyton Manning systematically breaking down that Ravens defense and you know, Ravens being on the road. Um, that's. That's tough. And it's weird for me because like I picked the Ravens to win mm-hmm. the AFC at the beginning of the year. And then when I'm you know, doing these midseason evaluations, like, you know what? I actually like Denver. Granted, like if either one moves on, I'll be happy and, you know, claim that prediction well, that's as, as good I mean, either look, way. But 
you look, you know, earlier on in the season and, you know, while Peyton, Peyton Manning was, you know, early on was, was doing all right, he wasn't, you know, on that level that he was at when he when he got injured at Indianapolis already. But, I mean, he's pretty much there already. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know a lot of people didn't expect him to sync with this team like he has. And right. I don't know. But I, I'm going to call them all out. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> Team most likely to lose in the divisional round, mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons. Um, you look at the past couple years where they've had first round exits, and now mm-hmm. that is going to be weighing heavily on their minds this week. Yeah, uh, you can't tell me that. Not only the fans will put that pressure on them, they'll put that pressure on themselves. And yeah. that is a tough team to be running into right now in the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so I, as opposed I, to like the whole, you know, same game, most likely to win, lose. I've got, you know, Denver being most likely to win, but uh, the Atlanta Falcons most likely yeah, to lose. Yeah, I, I right now my teams that I wouldn't want to play, Denver, Seattle. Mhm. And the reason I the weird, reason the reason I do Super Bowl, Super Bowl matchup if you think about it. Like from the beginning of the year, but like, yeah, Broncos and Seahawks Super Bowl if that's what happens. Yeah, that's the reason again, the reason that I am not like I think New England's a really good team and everything. I just don't like their defense. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's going to eventually let them down because I don't think you can go out and, you know, have that kind of game offensively like they ex- like they usually do. I mean, they usually have pretty, you know, astounding numbers offensively, but you're going to run into a team that's going to slow you down and I'm you're so- going to turn the ball over, that kind of stuff. Like, again, they're very good. It's just... I think you've got to have a much more complete team to to win these kind of games late in you know late in the year. Or... That's true. And you look at you know the balance right now, and you know De- uh, Denver and Seattle right now have you know the best balance of you know both sides of the yeah. ball. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, let's move on to the ten yard line uh, with college football, and we had the BCS national championship game. Well, first of all, we had the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, not as uh, we were, you know, ending last week's show, and we were excited to go see it and all. It was an interesting game, not <laughs> as close. Uh, Oregon did pull out a, a substantial win, mm-hmm. uh, which was really good for them. And then you had Chip Kelly uh, going around to, you know, different doing different interviews with NFL teams. Mm-hmm. He hasn't made his choice yet. Uh, sources say he might be going back to Oregon. Nothing is yeah. confirmed yet. Um, then we'll get to another coach that has been <laughs> making waves for. Doing uh, NFL interviews. Yeah. Um, well, you have you had Andy Reid, who uh, you know supposedly is going with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, goodness, a lot of teams are just going with uh, a lot of different interviews. That they're taking their time. Yeah. Although Doug Maroney uh, from Syracuse sure. now with the Bills, and that must have been uh, one hell of an interview to uh, make that kind of jump. I don't know what the Bills are necessarily thinking with that one. Yeah, I can't even remember. I'm trying to think where where he's been. Yeah. Because um, I feel like he might have had an NFL job at one point, but he was like an assistant, maybe. Mm. And I think maybe that might have more to do with it than... I mean, granted, you look at it, and Syracuse... I mean, if you look at like Syracuse... Um, after they stopped having a lot of their success, they were kind of like the bottom feeder of the Big East for a long time. Right. And he's got them going back to bowl games. I mean, so, I mean, he kind of turned around a program that a lot of people 
like no one would want that right. job. Right, but did the Bills so. think they couldn't do any better? Well, you know, anyway, we're getting off oh, topic. Yeah. Like we could, I mean, you know, spend I think next week maybe with a segment on all the coaching changes once more of them get solidified. Anyway, like yeah, the Fiesta Bowl happened, then the uh, BCS National Championship game, and mm-hmm. and Brent Musburger looking at home. Oh man, that's AJ McCarron's girlfriend there, and <laughs> Catherine. He's well. like, where's the honey bag? <laughs> <laughs> Is that him in the crowd? There's a bad joke I can make right now, but it'd be in poor taste. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Brent Musburger's, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a gaffe aside, uh, that was interesting to see and watch <laughs> live. And then she gets like more than 100,000 additional followers on her Twitter page. Which <laughs> she had like 500 something maybe before. Yeah. 100,000 extra. Anyway, um, she was like Miss Alabama, whatever. The game was a total snooze fest. Yeah. Because, you know, we even made, you know, snore jokes and, like, boring, uh, dull matchup. Not just because, like, it wasn't really, you know, any interesting, you know, team matchup. Because uh, you had Notre Dame, who did win all their games, you know, give them credit. But, you know, not in a very convincing fashion. And then, and, you know, Alabama sneaks in with, you know, the SEC win that Georgia could have, Taken, if you if you really think about it, um, wow, not even close. Um, you just look at those first couple series. You could have turned it off after the first quarter. Uh, in first play of the second quarter is twenty-one nothing tied, and uh, yeah. oh, is it twenty-eight nothing at half? It was thirty-five nothing at one point, and at forty-two fourteen, and it was not even that close. Like, Did, okay, what what were you feeling when you were watching it? Were you feeling more Oh man, this defense is just clearly not what I thought it would be. Because I really don't know how many, besides like when they played Michigan, I don't really know how many other games you watched. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I mean, it really did not look. I and I I, I commend Alabama because the, heck, their offensive line is clearly the best there is right now. Um, well, that's my answer to the question. It's actually both. The- I mean, the defense didn't show up, I think, is the point. Manti Taylor yeah. looked lost out there. Exactly. There was talk, I mean, he, he, you know. He was missing tackles, and yeah. I don't think I've seen him do that all year. There was talk in Detroit because, you know, the Lions have the fifth overall pick. They need, you know, improvement on defense. They're thinking, like, hey, maybe <laughs> Manti Teo at the fifth spot. You know, this is, like, you know, the week coming up to the, the game. And after that, everyone's like, uh, nope, 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 nope. Let's not do that. Um, granted, whether the Lions doing right, you know, they... <laughs> Fun statistic going back to the whole college, the coaches and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the top ten teams in the draft, with you know basically the worst ten teams in the league, they've all fired either a coach, a coordinator, offensive, defensive, or a GM. Yeah, like one one of the three or you know more. The Lions have not fired any <laughs> of them. <laughs> what are they doing? Um, anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean the defense. I just I don't think they showed up at all, and I think like they are a really good defense, but yeah, is they didn't show up. And plus, it's absolutely that offensive line. You're gonna have you know three pros uh, for sure, maybe three first round picks on that offensive line. Yeah, um, and they dominated, and it. Well, gosh, well, they, I mean, they're running the what, ball. It's not even close. Well, we expected maybe what like a like a twenty fourteen or a twenty one fourteen or like a we, I think 24. we both picked that you know they would at least keep it within that. Uh, yeah, I mean that's what kind of we were spread. expecting. So you, I mean, you really 
you got to look and you got to be like, well, I'm not really going to play in their offense because you know we've watched their offense all year and we're not expecting them to score. They haven't had to score, you know, that many points and yet they've won all their games. So it makes you know it really makes you think. Oh, well, that defense is legit. I mean, it's got to be because. How can you only score like 14 points in, you know, like what, two or three games and still win all those games? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and just that stat was, you know, incredible where they said that, gosh, it was like Notre Dame had only let up 10 or 13 something total points in the first quarter all yeah. season long. <laughs> Their red zone defense was just. Well, no, I mean, just like total, really total first quarter points period throughout the whole season. And Alabama just eclipsed it in one game like that for the yeah. first quarter. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, you, you watch those first couple of drives, and it was just like they were, they, they were ready, and the other team is not like, even on the field. <laughs> like, it was I, almost yeah. like, say, it was almost like watching them at practice and just watching them run their plays up and down the field. Yep. It, there was barely any resistance at all. And it's weird because they were running right into the strength of that defense. Because yeah, that, I mean, that's clearly their strength. They, Whenever teams move the ball on them this year, it was teams that could pass the ball. And they just rammed it right down their throats. Yeah, and then there were a couple plays uh, you know, with the questionable catch on the sideline with the tight end and bobbling it and all. And then the, uh, gosh, the running into the, you know, the fair catch interference or whatever. Um, you know... That could go could have gone both ways, but I think those people who you know try to hang their hats on that as like oh that changed the game maybe Notre Dame could have scored and did they, they made it a did touchdown. they not score till the fourth quarter? Oh, maybe like late in the third. I I turned the game off by then to be completely honest. Like it, it I, I had it on in the other room and I just heard heard people like actually cheering while they were playing their fight song and I was like oh what is it the fourth quarter. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, here's the point. Like, people might say, like, oh, well, those two calls were bad calls, and they changed the game. It didn't matter. Still a blowout. Notre Dame was going to get blown the hell out either way, and so that's just and an irrelevant it, You know, I mean, it, it really does stink. Like, we could say, oh, well, why were they ranked number one? Because nobody else was undefeated. I mean, it's... Uh, Ohio State I, I kind cheaters. Of, I kind of blame it more on all the other teams for losing their games sure, sure. than I would blame Notre Dame. Because they, you know, they won all their games. That's all you can do. And so I'm not going to, like, be like, ah, thanks a lot for that. Like, you just made Alabama a dynasty, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, seriously, Oregon, win your game. Kansas State, win your game. Yep. <laughs> like, Again, that's all you've got to do. And, uh, you know, because if you do... If, if you go by comparison of uh, same opponents, Notre Dame beat Stanford and Oregon didn't. Mm-hmm. So I mean, th- I mean that there. I'm go. I'm arguing for Notre Dame. You will never hear that ever happen again. So. It is kind of sad that you know you do have the SEC team winning again. Yeah, and it's you know six, seven, seven straight years. Uh, yeah, three out of the four last past seasons, uh, Alabama's won the national championship. That's I mean, it's, incredible. It's recruiting, it's clear. I mean, clearly, well, it's not going to stop. I mean, all the best players go to the SEC. So that's that's the crazy thing. Like, there are really no signs of Alabama slowing down. And Nick Saban is great at you know motivating his team. Four and zero in national championship games. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, heck. 
he 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 could retire and he'd be set, but he doesn't have to. Nope. He's he's gonna get paid. Paid. <laughs> like, well, tying it back to the whole coaching thing, I want to throw it out there. Brian Kelly has been interviewing <laughs> for NFL jobs. Dude, are you high? <laughs> you have it made right now at Notre Dame. Yeah. One of the best college football jobs. And I know it's been his path, you know, from from Grand Valley State here in Michigan to Central Michigan also here in Michigan to Cincinnati to Notre Dame. He just succeeds and then takes it to the next level. But Notre Dame's about as good as it gets. Yeah. And you know what? Notre Dame has the money to burn and pay a coach. Oh if gosh. money's what he's looking for, stay at Notre Dame. You're getting the... One of the top recruiting yeah. classes, if not the top recruiting class. Yeah, I mean, year. They, they've been saving money the past couple of years before he got there, just firing coach after coach. Yeah. So, I mean, now that they finally have someone who's having success or whatever, um, you know, they, they've, I almost feel like they've got enough donations saved up to just pour, let him swim around in cash, you know? <laughs> like, like he's, he's interviewed with the Eagles. He's apparently going to interview with the Bears, and the Bears don't spend spend any money on their coaches mm-hmm. like so i don't know if money's the thing or if it's the nfl i don't i think he's gonna stay with notre dame personally mm-hmm. and that's tough for me to say as a michigan fan which is because you know taylor lewan came back which is a big deal michigan's left tackle you know top 10 pick in the draft anyway mm-hmm. i'm getting into way 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 too many tangents so let's make the play here for college football who wins next year's national championship do we think it's alabama um I mean, let's see. Well, it was AJ McCarron a senior? He's coming back next year. Oh, okay. All right. So you've got the quarterback back who, I don't know, I guess if you look at it, will probably be... I, thought, I think he's a junior. One of the top quarterbacks out, like next year, I would assume. Yeah, and he's... Because I mean, he's clearly going to be like the best, probably the best in the SEC... Only quarterback to win, you know, back-to-back BCS National Championships. Not only that, but it's like you're on a team that doesn't have to throw the ball, probably if they don't even want to. But, I mean, like, you can throw it whenever you want to. You can go play action because you – they're clearly going to run the ball well again. Like, their best running back was a freshman, right? Yeah, Eddie Lacy is – was a sophomore this year, I think. And T.J. Yeldon, a freshman, they're both coming back. It's scary. They've got guys who weren't even starting on offensive line that will be more than capable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they could probably start anywhere else. So, um, you know, in that defense, it doesn't really even matter who they lose. It's It seems like they can just plug in somebody else, and it's, I don't, like, I don't know. I think that he's really got that 3-4 defensive recruiting down. Like, mm-hmm. he gets exactly who he wants every single time. And again, I I always believed it started with the corners, and I, their corners are always pretty much the best. I mean, LSU sometimes competes, but they they always have the best corners, um, and depth wise, they do. Um, I don't I don't really see why you wouldn't pick pick that. Like they've got to be the favorites. I'm pretty sure that Vegas probably already has them as a fa- favorites, probably like one to three or something like that. Um, and then I think behind them, I would put. Um, what would I put? Maybe Oregon? 
Damn, you, you and I think too much alike. <laughs> I mean, I mean, especially considering that right now it looks more and more like Chip Kelly's going to be back, right. and nobody thought he was going to be back. They were, everyone was sure he was gone, mm-hmm. and I, I was, I was pretty sure he was gone. Even though I was like, how in the world are they going to run a play every thirteen seconds in the NFL? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um. Yeah, he's got to be, and then um. You know, all the other usuals, LSU, I'm sure, will be up there. I think Florida is going to make her push, too. Oh, yeah, but then I, you know, you look at Louisville's schedule. um, You know, as long as they don't lose to anyone that they're supposed to beat. That's true. They're probably going to be favored in every single game. Um, Let's see. Now... Well, court, Florida State lost their quarterback, right? Yeah, EJ Manuel's gone, I think. Okay, so they have to kind of restart with and that. There's a lot who, of defensive pieces too. Yeah, I don't, I don't they're know. They're a team that all can also kind of recruit well on defense. But yeah, but I mean, again, you've also got to think that their their schedule isn't that bad, mm-hmm. so they've got a chance to you know go undefeated. Um, I don't know. I see. I'm not really because. I really haven't even looked at the Big Twelve. I would, if I looked at anybody in the Big Twelve, I'd say Oklahoma State. They've got three quarterbacks who could probably start anywhere in the country that have rotated in all one all their games. They've rotated in, so I have no idea who the starter is going to be, but it's probably the best competition. And then they've got a um, a running back who I think was like a freshman this year that ran for like the third most yards in the country. I don't know. That's and I'll tell you I'm, what. Here's. I mean, I'd like to say, you know, Oregon, quack, quack, all that. But, uh, you know, if if we weren't saying Alabama, which is you know, definitely the prohibitive favorite, oh, yeah. uh, don't sleep on Ohio State. And I hate saying okay. that as a Michigan Wolverine. Yeah, I but... didn't even – I just keep forgetting that they're, that they're going to be, like, eligible. So, yeah, yeah no, of course. They're in, they went undefeated this year. And, and, I, and then Urban Meyer – see, okay, seeing Urban Meyer on TV pissed me off, by the way. <laughs> Because yeah, he like he still gets to go to the national championship game as an analyst for ESPN because that's what he was, even though it wasn't his team, but his team that he inherited. Annoying. Just, well, because like, like uh, what what is it like? You know that taking that, you know, quitting and like taking that time off or whatever allowed him to go to other opportunities and. Right. You know, I mean, as soon as he retires, he's going to be probably back on TV. I'm yeah. sure, but it's it's just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, my my team could have been here. Just you know, just saying. <laughs> I don't know if if we didn't cheat, but okay. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I, I I'd say the Big Ten will probably be a little more difficult. Well, they year. can't be worse than they were this year. Yeah. So, but you know, there's still always that chance. I. I don't know. Eh. So it's it's to like how they'll compete. That'll be interesting because it is kind of a different. He's a different coach, you know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if like you know if they get to the BCS if they can compete with the SEC or what you know the, overall, what they've, what you know, they've always struggled with is SEC teams. Yeah. Well, overall, and, we're just in a trend right now where I don't think anyone can compete. With SEC no, teams. I, mean, I think maybe Oregon because Oregon's got that different style of play, maybe. But it, yeah, it just as, seems like they never end up there, and then when they do, it's 
the other team has the best player. <laughs> like, it's just natural talent down south. They're yeah. loaded down there. They have more time to play year-round because of how the weather is. Uh, they're just you know, different athletes, man. Oh, yeah. Five-yard story, big deal for those that care like we do. The NHL is back. Thank goodness. Um, the story has kind of developed since you know we. <laughs> story has kind of developed since we you know first you know heard the news and picked it out. You have well, first you know the uh, owners and players uh, preliminarily agreed on a deal, uh, you know, for the CBA and all that. The owners have since ratified it, and they they were the big stepping stone because the owners were the ones who locked the players out, so they were you know the big hurdle. Owners have voted to unanimously agree on the CBA. I can, I can mm-hmm. talk, I promise. Uh, and then the players are expected to vote on that, I think, tomorrow. So yes. that should be done. They're going to get a 48-game schedule together. Games are going to start on January 19th. Um, and I, I would imagine that you'd have playoffs as well. Yeah. I, I, I don't see why there wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, they could still do it easily and, then, you know, get their – pull those ratings up. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to have to really work with NBC and NBC Sports Network and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I'm just glad we still have NHL Network, so. Yeah, well, that's – yeah, it's like – like my, my brother-in-law was talking to me about this the other day, and he was like, it really stinks to pay for this and not <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. to watch on here and he's like i was telling him about the what was it they were they were simulating the season right yeah with the video game and he's like yeah i turned on the other day and someone was playing video games on there that's awesome <laughs> and i'm like oh i think they were just simulating the season uh, i know the the sports station here like they had a thing for a while where they had like the virtual red wings and so they'd play like this you know 16-bit Genesis music kind of theme, and <laughs> this week like, Billy sits down to play. It's well, I mean, play. they would have like they'd talk about the results of the games that they would simulate, and you know, for mm-hmm. the like if the Red Wings were playing today, they'd play this, but we did it in the you know, virtual <laughs> Red Wings, and this is what happened. Uh, so that was an interesting segment they did, and <laughs> we've talked about cool to watch. Yeah, we've talked about that kind of stuff before, like with the Columbus Bar and all that. Oh yeah. Um. But this uh, lockout lasted 113 days. The one from 2004-2005, 310. And, of course, they missed the entire season yeah. uh, there. But it's nice that they can salvage something, but you just wish that they could have put their egos aside on either side and you know, just get it done earlier. I mean, they're, even Gary Bettman talking and like, you know, both sides lost something, blah, blah. I'm just saying, like, shut up. You're, you're a terrible commissioner. <laughs> I feel like it's Every, I don't I can't trust anything he says with yeah. sports like does it seem like it's happening more and more I mean it's just an unfortunate timing you know with the NFL last season and NBA last season and Yeah it's just NHL this season it's just bad timing uh, so I, like I heard someone make a joke the other day they were like yeah you know just they said something like yeah it was like a joke about how all the commissioners got together and they're like trying to get the baseball commissioner on board too and yeah. they're like we're just not going to have any sports this year oh gosh that'd be awful <laughs> well like, i mean the, the cba is for uh for 10 years they can opt out after eight um <laughs> so at least we'll have hockey for a good while and yeah. that's nice no, i just want to hear confirmation and i haven't you know looked into it yet 
But this was the year that the Winter Classic was going to oh. be held oh. in Detroit at actually the it big is. house. And so when that got canceled, like crushing to me, like it's something I wanted to go to. Oh, you're going to go to it. I mean, I was going to try to get tickets. I wanted to go to it. I always wanted to go to that when it was closer. Um, and now the question is, like, hopefully that just gets pushed back a year, as opposed <laughs> to saying, ha, nope, scrapped, let's pick another location. That would be a dick move. No, it is Gary it's Batman. a really cool thing that they do. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's snowing. Well, I mean, it was, it was going to be a big deal. Like, they'd have, you know, the actual game at, you know, the big house, and then they were ma- going to make it an entire... You know, weekend like the GLI, which is the Great Lakes Invitational that they have for you know the college hockey around the area. They usually have that at Joe Louis Arena, but they would have had that at Comerica Park. Oh. Uh, and then you have would have you know alumni games uh, with the Red Wings and the Leafs. They had like three games scheduled, and that would be like at Comerica Park as well. So it's going to be a whole big you know several days. And to think that we lost that, like I just want that to be next year, this coming year. Um, don't cancel that, please. No, it's a, it's a really. I think it's it's good for the sport. It's like another attraction to 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 get people you know going to the games and excited about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, like there are talks about like oh, some fans may you know just never come back to the sport. You know, some fans will just be riding back on board. I'm I'm the one who's back on board. I yeah, hockey is my favorite sport to watch on TV mm-hmm. because. Like you sit down and you watch a period of you know almost nonstop hockey action. Like who doesn't like that? I, I have a tough time understanding like the logic behind people just like I don't get hockey. I don't like hockey. It's by far the most interesting sport to watch on TV. Yes, I've like, sit down with people who don't even really watch sports, and even they. Um, make noises when people get hit. <laughs> I'll tell you, we love the hell out of football. But if you look at statistics that, you know, how much action is broken down between how much, you know, game time there is and, you know, mm-hmm. commercials, there's so little action in football when you really yeah. think about it. A lot of it is, you know, replays or just, you know, shots of players in the huddle or whatever. And then so many commercials. Yeah. Hockey, it's go, go, go. Yeah, it's, it's intense. I mean, it's again, it's one of those field sports where it's just nonstop. It's like if you were to combine, if like if you were to combine multiple sports, you know, big time like soccer, you know, just from the constantly going, going kind of yeah, thing. I guess um, a lot of the, uh, with the possession, football, right? With full contact, with, I mean, it, it's really there's so there's always something going on. Yeah. I mean that's the biggest thing. Well, it's, it takes a lot of talent too to you know skate and do everything. Yeah, anyone <laughs> who's ice skated before knows that full well, especially when they can't ice skate like <laughs> me. Um. Anyway, let's make the play here. If the playoffs happen, assuming that they do, who wins the Stanley Cup? I mean, I'll tell you, it's it's a toss up. It really yeah. is. I mean, I've heard uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fans say like. You know, we're excited for this season because this is the latest in the season we've had in a long time that we still have a shot at the playoffs. <laughs> um, I don't, if I, I had to pick a team, like, just throwing it out there, I wouldn't sleep on the wild. Yeah. I mean, granted, they had, you know, that big free agent, uh, you know, season with you had Prize and Suter mm-hmm. both go to the wild. And that, those were, like, the two big 
free agents. Um, that made their team a lot stronger, and it really depends on you know in a, in a short season hmm. what are the chances. I mean, and it's going to be in a way great for the NHL because that you know eighty two game schedule. I think it's eighty two games, whatever it is. It's so grueling. Yeah, it does stretch out a while. These games being you know forty eight games, uh, every game is going to mean more. Oh my gosh! And it's going to be a very exciting end of the season when you have you know probably several teams you know tied. You yeah, know, I think you know that's that what we spot. see with like the NBA. There are so many games, and just like the NBA, that you you can't watch them all. I, I mean, if you I guess if you were some kind of like crazy diehard fan for like a team, then you would try and watch as many as you can. But nobody catches every single game because there's way too many, and they uh, they really a lot of them become insignificant. Yeah. And with this, I think that, I mean, pretty much every game is going to mean something just because your schedule's sliced down in half. Yeah. And I almost think that it, it makes it, it make it, in a way, it could make it easier for some teams to kind of sneak in, but I feel like you know, most of those teams that would maybe take a game off because they're so tired and they're just they can't compete with the other teams. I think for that reason that there's less games that they won't be able to get in. I don't know. I um I you know, I usually root for like the local teams. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Flyers or the um or the Pirates. Not the Pirates will be the same. Um Penguins. Um, Wait, there, there's an or there. I thought they hated each other. Well, because it's more because my my brother-in-law is a Flyers fan. Okay. Um, which is weird because I think he's like he lived closer to Pittsburgh. Interesting. But I don't. He always liked the the he no he doesn't like the Eagles, but he likes all the other Philadelphia <laughs> teams. Huh. Um. So I don't know. Maybe like. Maybe like Philadelphia. Philadelphia's maybe. got a good shot too. Yeah, yeah I mean that's like good. just because oh, it's been a while since they played, but um, yeah, I'd say Philadelphia. Very interesting. Um, I know you know for local teams, the Red Wings are going to have a tough season this year. Oh. I, they may make the playoffs still. You know, continue that you know streak of you know twenty twenty one seasons, whatever it is. Uh, they lost a lot of defensemen though, uh-huh. and didn't really replenish that much. Um, yeah, it's it's not going to be an as good of a team this year. Um, so well, it'll be interesting though. I'm I'm really yeah. excited to see hockey games again. It's going to be very very exciting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, since we don't have the you know pick six and extra point and all that stuff to do because of you know football. Let's just you know we have a booth preview as opposed to a booth review. Just you know looking at. You know, rattle off some of your games to, to watch. You know, what to watch for. Not to call it that because ESPN's got that. But Oops. the booth preview here. Um, you know, games to look out for. I mean, we obviously have, you know, the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you expecting to move on in those games? Um, you know, I, I said I like Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, oh, let's see, San Francisco. I think that they win this matchup again, just like the first time they played. Except, you know, this time they've got home field advantage. Right. So, you know, you got to look at that. Um, uh, let's see. For the Seahawks, um, I... Let's see. 
trying to think. Yeah, I have the Seahawks mm-hmm. going into Atlanta. Um, I think that kind of playoff curse still haunts them, and they will make themselves paranoid about it. Absolutely. It's just a bad team well. to run into at this yeah, time. Um, yeah. Um, and then I, I like New England. Um, I... You know, I'm hope you know hoping for ratings that that game's closer than it was last time they played, and I, you know I, I think it's all about Houston's defense showing up mm-hmm. um, because they clearly did not the first time that they played. Oh yeah, um, and they got to run the ball as effectively as oh, they yeah. did against Cincinnati too. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm the same way. I think it's you know Denver versus um, Denver versus New England. Mm-hmm. In the AFC Championship, and then be a good game. And then you got that NFC West rematch uh, with San Francisco and Seattle uh, for the NFC. I, I like those teams Another, as well. I mean, just really, I, I really think that no matter what, you're going to get good games because oh, yeah. they're all great teams. At least um, from what I've seen from the season, I think that the the playoff system kind of worked. It, it has been a good year so far, as far as you know intriguing matchups go that's for sure um as far as college basketball goes i know michigan goes to uh ohio state on sunday mm-hmm. i think if there's a game to trip up and break the undefeated uh, streak it would happen there um grant like they've been a very impressive team so far i'm just very cautious because some of the you know michigan teams uh you know, before uh, you know, this past you know few seasons when I've been really following them as you know a student and everything, like I remember twenty win season, like that was a big deal for Michigan. Yeah, and to think they're sixteen and zero right now, and they just need what four more until that, like that's kind of crazy. Um, I think they could still have a really strong regular season. Then I may just doubt you know their potential in the uh, the uh, tournament and all that, but. Mm-hmm. I watch out for the Ohio State game uh, in Columbus. That that they're a really tough team as well, and so I would not be surprised if they break that streak there. Um, interesting to me- we didn't even mention that uh, baseball. The baseball writers didn't even mention uh, or vote anyone into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, I think crazy. Isn't that what we we thought would happen? I think. Well, yeah, we didn't think that any of the you know, people from the steroid era, like you know, Bonds, oh, they did, Clemens, yeah, they didn't, vote, they didn't, any, didn't vote any of them in there. But yeah, I. Craig Biggio is was the closest, and granted, you don't think of Craig Biggio like, oh yeah, automatic Hall of Famer. Granted, he's, he has good stats and he has some weird records and all mm-hmm. that, like the hit by pitch and all that. But uh, yeah, it has strange year uh, for the Hall of Fame there. Yeah. Not really a you know what to watch for kind of thing, but that makes it interesting. Hey, we've you, you know you you're talking about the Big Ten having mm-hmm. a, a good year. Well, you've got. At least by the rankings, you've got number eight Minnesota play at number five Indiana should be a good game. Yeah, and I mean they had uh, Minnesota and Illinois play last night, and that was mm-hmm. that was a good game too. Yeah. Uh, and you know more just what to watch for. Watch the coaching carousel. Yeah, go down. Uh, you know, mostly in college football is over, but the NFL. You know they've ha- they fired eight head coaches so far, and you know Jaguars uh, fired Mike Malarkey and his. He only had one season. Granted, it was you know a, a franchise low, uh, but wow, a surprising move there. Uh, yeah, and you, um, you know, you almost got to think, you know, Lubby Smith, like pretty good coach. Yeah, he's and you know you look at like somewhere. how he was fired, 
you know, just like not just not making the playoffs. He and, went ten and six this year, though. Yeah, I mean, like Crazy. that. Rarely do you ever see a, a coach, you know, win ten games in the NFL and get fired that mm-hmm. year. So I mean, they're it's kind of setting a standard there. I don't. I hope that they realize that. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, North Turner ends up as an offensive coordinator somewhere. Yeah. Uh, let's see, yeah. the Browns are right now interviewing Ken Wisenhunt, the Arizona coach. I mean. You know Cleveland because you know Tony uh, from you know Show Me Your News and What Do You Play in those podcasts that he co-hosts with me. Mm-hmm. Big Browns fan. Um, I remember like they had been having their search be like, oh, we're gonna talk to Chip Kelly and John Gruden and maybe Bill Cowher and all these big names and like, is the Cleveland Browns that sexy of a job? Yeah, like, really. Yeah. Uh, Wisdom Hunt might be a good fit there though. Um, yeah. If, they, they like I was that. sure that Brian Kelly wouldn't go there. I was just like, no, he's gonna he's gonna stay out west. If it, like I mean, you mean it Chip just Kelly? or he's gonna go to someplace with an indoor arena. Yeah, like Chip it just Kelly, would not yeah. make sense at all. I mean, sure you can change your, but he you know he likes he likes nicer weather. Yeah, yeah I don't play. think I don't think Brian Kelly would go to the Cleveland Browns. I think <laughs> no. You're talking about Chip Kelly. No, you're absolutely right. I don't think oh, Chip, yeah, Chip, Kelly, Kelly. Chip Kelly with the Browns wasn't. I would think you know him with Philadelphia, if anything, uh, you know, with all that speed out on you know the wideouts. Oh yeah, Deshaun Jackson. I was just thinking more like Arizona, just because it's you know closer to where he is already. But I don't know if they necessarily have the talent pool. I mean, it's it's better for him if he stays at Oregon anyway. Same thing with Brian Kelly. Exactly. Stay in college. That's how I always thought too. I mean, you know, take it from Nick Saban. There you go. Great amazing college coach but clearly just doesn't possess like certain skills needed to be an nfl coach i'm sure he could be somewhere but um i mean he's as good as it gets in college and Mm -hmm. he struggled like a lot in the nfl and he's really not on good terms with anybody in miami i'd say right now just because of the way that he left yeah um but again, it doesn't like he could probably go anywhere in college and revive a program. Um, because when he was at LSU, he was dominating everyone. And when he went to Alabama, it didn't take long. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's uh, funny because, like, I have memories of him being at Michigan State and not doing so much. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it is kind of strange that I. Uh, like at first when he got started off, but I think that it's you know he was younger back then. Yeah. It's kind of it's, it's cash day now. Yeah. But uh, hey, he's got them. You know he's the new Bear Bryant. <laughs> yep. And as far as the NBA goes, this is a week where the LA Clippers are right now the top seed out west. Oh boy! Holy cow! And they had that what seventeen game winning streak and all that helped them out, but they're twenty eight and eight. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, you know, someone from out there has got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Some, I wonder if we'll see any flip-flop hands. Anyway, it's going to be big to watch the NFL playoffs. It's mm-hmm. uh, going to be really exciting there. So, hopefully you enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with that, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. We hope you enjoy the week in sports. Take it easy. <laughs>